I'd like to welcome you to another episode of Money Matters Top Tips for Success, where each and every day I bring on new business owners, entrepreneurs, and executives and have them share their top tips for success with you. My name is Adam Torres. You can follow me on Instagram at Ask Adam Torres to keep up with my book releases, book tour schedule, signings, all that other good stuff. Always love to connect with you there. And as always, if you'd like to apply to become a co-author of one of my upcoming books, just head on over to the website, moneymatterstoptips.com, and click on Become an Author to Apply. All right, so today I have Elena Christopoulos on the line, and she's the principal over at ECMC, which is a consulting firm focused on political and environmental campaigns. Elena, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me, Adam. I appreciate it. So I'm excited to get more into what you're doing over at ECMC and how you're helping your clients. But before we do that, let's get a little bit more into your background. So how did you get started really in business and in your career? Um, thank, yes, thank you. So I am a scientist, and I had always wanted to be a scientist. It's something that I had not seen a lot of women in science uh, growing up, and that was something that stuck with me as, as a young child. I then got into politics, and that's a long story, how I got into, quickly into politics without a political science background. So I realized there, is a, there weren't a lot of women in science, there weren't a lot of women in uh, politics, and I kept getting asked to either work on political and or environmental campaigns. And I just realized that I became a go-to person and I really needed to staff up quickly. And instead of... Uh, Continuing with a Fortune 100 firm, I decided to go out on my own. I've uh, been doing that for 20 years and keep on keeping on doing it. So I enjoy every minute of it. That's awesome. Um, what would you, what kind of, you know, there's um, some younger uh, listeners that are maybe just getting started out of college or maybe they're a year or two out of college and they're thinking of going that, you know, that political route in ter or government uh, in terms of a career choice. What kind of advice would you give them in terms of breaking in? Uh, the first piece of advice is get a mentor, get a mentor, get a mentor. Uh, mm. Don't be afraid to ask. I answer my LinkedIn requests, and a lot of them are in high school, actually, which is fascinating wow. and beautiful. Yeah, to, I, that's helped. I've had three mentors my entire life, um, and they've helped me in decisions, and in, uh, especially in the early stages of my career, and uh, really helped me see me for who I am when I couldn't see myself and uh, helped with self-confidence and helped build that. But I would say uh, find a mentor and uh, stick with it and um, don't ever let anyone get in the way of your dreams. Dream big, dream hard, dream often. That's awesome. Um, let's get into, let's change it up a bit. Let's get into what you're doing over at ECMC. So tell me a little bit more about the company to start. Sure. So I got uh, out of university. Uh, well, I was in university and took out of university to get it. But I uh, first thing I did in my career early on was I implemented the first urban wind turbine in North America, located in downtown Toronto, Canada. Uh, took 256 homes off the grid. Uh, it then built the first feed and tariff program, then the micro, first micro feed and tariff program. Uh, from that, I was asked by someone running for uh, mayor of a large city if I would run his campaign. And I said, I don't have a political background. And uh, he said, why don't you think about it? And uh, you wrote, you just finished a large, extensive environmental campaign. It's the same for a political campaign. If you have the same passion and the same 
uh, if you believe in my platform, then it's the exact same thing to which my three mentors had said, absolutely, uh, we, and we'll help you and guide you and uh, mentor you if, uh, for that. And uh, so what I started finding was I love working. The more diverse teams I bring into an organization or a client, the more diverse results and the more exciting results you get. So I learned that quite young, uh, especially when uh, I also, one more piece of advice my mentors had given me was once I get to the boardroom, make sure I keep the door open and then let others in and also be able to get up, up off my seat and be able to pass my seat on to somebody else. So I bring diverse teams onto political campaigns, whether that's for political advice, whether that's writing climate change policy, whether that was writing EPA reports uh, in terms of so there is a intersections between environment and politics. I also advise uh, elected officials and those running for office. So whether it's on women's issues, women's rights, whether that's on um, LGBTQIA issues, with regards to the environment, it is anything from large construction bond programs where I bring diverse teams in and uh, we look at um, how to reduce one's carbon footprint and how, what are ways we can do that. Any kind of, I know there's, uh, you, you work on a lot of different uh, issues in general, but any kind of uh, trends or anything you're noticing that you care to comment on? Sure. Well, in, in the U.S., I mean, right now it's, there's always been, I've been working uh, in the green economy for about 20 years, and mm -hmm. I've been taking a lot of people who've lost their jobs in fossil fuels, or whether that's coal or oil or something else, and helping them transition to green jobs. So that's been in predominantly the South, that's been in Texas, that's been in Florida, Georgia, and Northern California. It's been everywhere, but it's also been primarily in the South. And the trend is, I mean, that's going up. And, you know, the same thing from 20 years ago is it's the bottom line, right? I mean, there's so much, there's, that's the greatest thing about science is facts are facts, right? And um, it doesn't matter if you don't believe in it or not, it's the truth, right? So climate change is a crisis, and it's how do we look at that? So there are more and more people getting into the green economy and getting into green jobs and sustainable sustainability jobs, and a lot of people don't know how to get into those. And that, again, is uh, mentorship and also follow. There's some books I can recommend as well and some other authors, but um, there is there are more and more people getting into the sustainability arena. Hmm. Um, and what do you think? What do you think's next? Like, what's the next big trend or thing that you're seeing, just in in terms of fuels or in terms of trend? I'm just curious. Like, what do you what do you see from your vantage point? Because it's unique. I mean, you've been in the business since you've been doing you know 20 years in that space. Um, that's a, that's a that's a good chunk of time. You've seen a lot of things change and shift. I mean, just to throw one out there, we were talking about using corn for fuel. What was that? 10 mm. years ago, and that was like mm. the biggest thing that every policymaker and everybody was looking at. And I was uh, I remember when I was in college, that's what that was supposed to be the new change that was the new normal um, and obviously that didn't come to fruition for different reasons but um, anything like that that you see on the horizon um, well currently what I'm seeing a lot of is regenerative agriculture so a lot of people regardless of political affiliation are mm -hmm. and there was a New Yorker article recently that talked about uh, climate change so a lot of people when you hear these two words climate change a lot of people either their eyes roll or they feel 
uh, hopeless and helpless, <laughs> and, you know, and don't know what yeah, to yeah. do. So, so the messaging mm-hmm. really is to push it back is what are solutions to climate change? Mm-hmm. And uh, some of the unsung heroes are farmers, farmers mm-hmm. all over this country. And they've been doing sustainability work and regenerative agriculture, which means really trapping CO2 into the soil. So you're actually the soil, I mean, soil is so important for everything, but we're actually putting CO2 back in. And it's they uh, most farmers, whether it's a dairy farmer or it's, um, and most I say dairy farmers because most dairy farmers are family owned and they give it mm-hmm. to each family to family to family. Um, they have been doing this process for a long time. I think a lot of farmers, and that's one of the clients that I have, are they're not. They feel they're, they're not the best communicators, and I strongly disagree. I think uh, stories from the field and people mm-hmm. on the front lines of climate change who are there, who can tell you, you know, what's happened to their crops and what's happened to their yields and what's happened to their farms, and maybe it's they won't. Maybe we won't say climate change, but you know, they're off the grid. They're doing sustainable right. changes, you know, and they're doing this because not only does it make financial so- sense, it's it's healthier and it's it's. Oh, there's a lot of misconceptions that farmers aren't um, sustainable, and uh, mm-hmm. I think the change is that they are the unsung heroes, and putting them front and center in the, as communicators and listening to them, listening to what they can do. And there's a lot of people getting back into gardening, getting back into learning more about the soil and what what we can do is to trap carbon in in the atmosphere into our soil. That's awesome, um, and I agree with you. They are completely the unsung heroes, um, and it's and a lot of it is because of the old way of not understanding maybe the PR aspect of it and what they do. Even though nowadays it just affects everything even way more and at a faster rate than it once did. Even though it technically has always affected them, um, but now Correct. there's really no no choice in terms of them jumping into that conversation and uh, and having their voice there. Um, it's not it's not as simple as just paying a lobbyist anymore. Now you have to be there too. No. You have to. Yeah. You have to have a voice too. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. It's all changed. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, so if somebody's listening to this, Elena, and they want more information on uh, ECMC or to reach out to you, um, what's the best way for them to follow up? Sure. Well, there's a few ways. So on Instagram I'm at, and Twitter, I'm at at being Elena LA, and that's B E I N G Elena E L E N A L A. And that's on Instagram. My website is elenachristopoulos.com. My surname is C-H-R-I-S-T, like Tom, O-P-O-U-L-O-S.com. I'm also on LinkedIn under Elena Christopoulos. Feel free. People can send me messages and to open up. And I really encourage people uh, from different backgrounds. And maybe if you don't have a science background or a political background, but you want to get into either of these fields, I'm hiring and I need people. So, yes. Uh, I encourage people to connect with me. Awesome. Well, hey, Elena, I really appreciate you uh, coming on the show today and sharing more about your background and all the great work you're doing over at ECMC. And to the audience, as always, thank you for tuning in. I hope you got a lot of value out of this. If you did, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast, leave me a review, do all those great things we do to support our podcasters. I really do appreciate it. And Elena, thanks again for coming on the show. Thank you.